0: side hustles. If you haven't heard of this, you need to because it's where it is at. We discuss why and the impact it can have on your financial life in this episode. No te me vayas. Hola, que tal? How is it going? Welcome. I am so thrilled to have you here. Of course, you could pick any other podcast on the planet of podcasts, and you chose this one for now. So I really, really appreciate you. This is Jen Hemphill, your host. Now listen, we live in a time where cutting expenses isn't going to cut it pun intended. We have to look for ways to earn more money and a side hustle is a way to do it. That's why today we are going to meet Janice Torres Rodriguez, who has been the side hustle reigning queen of all queens. We are going to learn her story and how her financial life has been transformed with the power of a side hustle. Janice is a nationally acclaimed Latina money expert, educator, speaker, writer, and wealth coach, and she became an accidental entrepreneur after a job loss led her to create a successful Latin food blog called Delish Delights. She also has a podcast and a personal finance podcast at back called Yo Quiero Dinero. Lista? Vamos a conocer this reina of her money. Bienvenida, Janice. I am so thrilled to have you here. I know we've had you as a panelist, and then I realized, wait, I haven't had a conversation one-on-one in terms of the podcast. I had to get you on, especially with the growth that you had with everything that you have accomplished. With, well, by the way, bravo! Like you Thank are you. amazing. So I am so thrilled to talk to you today. Welcome. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for the invitation. No problem. So you know that on this podcast, we go back in time. So take us back in time to your upbringing and share with us a little bit about your experiences, any lessons that you have learned around money, maybe a specific memory that really has impacted you and shaped with how you think and do money today.
1: Mm. Wow. There's a lot to unpack there, but I guess I'll start with my heritage. So I'm Puerto Rican. I was born and raised in New Jersey. My parents came from the island in the 1980s, settled here with a couple hundred dollars in their pocket and started to pursue the American dream. So I always saw my parents working super, super hard. And I can definitely say that I inherited their hustle mentality, which now I found out goes back generations because my grandmother raised seven kids with a third grade education. And she was actually the original like side hustler of the family. She owned a little bodega on the first floor of her home in Puerto Rico in the campos, the rural area. And she would sell all the things you would find in a bodega. And she literally put three kids through college and raised seven children in total with that you know, by any means necessary mentality. And so I'm super grateful for having that background because I feel like now as an entrepreneur, it is serving me so well. And it's something that I can like go back and kind of hone in on that energy whenever I need to. As far as money lessons that I learned, I think the biggest one that I saw growing up was this idea that you had to really work super hard to make a lot of money. My father is a consultant. He went to the military, became a computer engineer. He was in the Naval Service and he literally used the education that he got in the Navy to build a career in tech back when technology was like still an upcoming thing, right? In the 1980s, this man is someone who can buy like parts of a computer from a store and like assemble a full on computer. He's a genius. He's like a a secret genius that I love talking about because he's just so brilliant. And I think he definitely fostered this innate sense of curiosity for me. So I'm always just eager to learn and eager to understand how things work. And I became an engineer, so I definitely took after him. But as a result of having that high powered career, he had to travel a lot. So as a kid, I remember basically seeing him only on the weekends. He had to hop on planes on Sunday evenings, be on location wherever he was working on a project for that whole week and come home on Fridays, be home with us for the weekend and then leave. And so I came to believe that you had to sacrifice time with your family, your health, your mental health, right? All the things that should be of most importance in order to make a lot of money. So as I became an adult, And I was thinking about like what career I wanted. I wanted to be an engineer like my dad because I saw the income and the stability that comes with that kind of high powered career. But I was also grappling with this idea that did I really want to sacrifice like, quote unquote, the best years of my life to achieve the same things that he was able to achieve when it comes to income? And I quickly found out that no, no, don't want to make that same compromise. Right. So basically from those lessons, it sounds like you carried with you
0: until recently, right? Would you say that? Because I have seen you on social media, just post on those things of that you have thought that you've worked hard and now you've been able to leave your job. But while you're working hard, you were literally at a point where you were very stressed. And you can get into that if you like, because this has been recent. How has the shift been from the nine to five. There's so much that I want to unpack there. But how in the past has it's been at the time of this recording? It's been how long? About a month. A month. So, so far you're still in transition. So maybe you haven't fully accepted. Maybe you're still waking up and wanting to go. You're thinking you're going to work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe, but how up to this point, a month later, how has that transition been from really working? I don't know how many hours you were working. Cause you were working a nine to five and you were really Jenny. I think you're such an incredible woman. Like you were literally making all these things happen within your business. Like The incredible growth that you've had, and to do this with a full time job. Like, how are you feeling now from working, however, I don't know, 20 hours? I don't know. I hope Uh, you got some sleep. Well, I
1: I will definitely say that I feel like I've just stepped off of a high speed train that has been going at full speed for the greater part of like, you know, 10 plus years. So when I graduated from college I was very much like I'm going to be all about my career. I want to climb the ladder. I want to make a lot of money. I wanted to make six figures by the time I was 30 and I was able to accomplish all of those things. So I, I job hopped. You know, I didn't have a lot of loyalty to employers. I was like I need to go wherever I need to go in order to make as much money as possible because that is what was the mark of success for me and I was very much like, I always want to be an independent mujer who is able to take care of herself, doesn't need a man. Nobody's going to be telling me what to do. You know, and I think I've just always seen like how you got to work hard for what you want. And so I just accepted that that was going to be a reality. But when I turned around 27 years old, I was very much like in a quarter life crisis. I was feeling like I should be happy with all of these external marks of success that I had achieved with my career and with money. But I wasn't happy. And I felt like I was just kind of going through the motions of life and achieving the things that other people would attribute to being success, but it wasn't success for me. So I decided I needed a creative outlet. That's when I started my food blog. And it has now become my ticket to quitting my nine to five. And with Diving into entrepreneurship was like the first inkling that I maybe was not meant to follow this traditional path to just work a job with a pension and retire at 65. The more I started diving into what it is to own a business, how you can monetize the things that you love and actually earn an income with them, it changed my life. Absolutely. It just made me realize I don't want to follow this traditional path. I want to see what else is out there for me. And so that began this now eight-year journey where I started really getting clear on what I wanted my future life to look like. And that meant having a source of income that was largely passive, one that was location independent, one that would allow me to work from wherever, work when I want to, not work when I don't want to. So I became a blogger, I started my podcast in 2019. And with those two arms, I've been able to create six figures worth of steady income that now in 2021 allowed me to walk away from my nine to five, which I always wanted this to happen. I just didn't know in what form or fashion it was going to happen. But I was just very clear on like, I have something in my heart, I have to make this happen. This is not negotiable because I cannot resign myself to like living this life where I'm just like clocking in, living in a cubicle, coming home. And so building those businesses while working nine to five, it was crazy. It was like, I don't want anybody to think that this is something that's easy, right? Because there's a lot of people selling like the snake oil. I'm going to teach you how to start a million dollar business and you'll be rich in you know two weeks. This is an eight year process for me. It involved working a full-time job, coming home, working another five, six, seven hours a day, neglecting my mental health, neglecting my physical health. And it wasn't healthy. But would I change it? No. Because now I feel like I have learned lessons about what it really means to hustle that I want to teach people about too. That it's like the sacrifices are real. The sacrifices are going to be serious and heavy, but if you're clear on your vision and why you want to do this stuff, you know also that it's not going to last forever. And then when you're on the other side, you can be like, damn, this was worth it because now I get to live the life that I imagined.
0: I want to take a quick moment to let you know of something that I'm doing for Hispanic Heritage Month. It's exciting because we have a membership program that you may or may not know about. And in that membership program, once a month, we get together for some fun. We call it the Reina Social. And to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month, I am opening it up to the public. Come join us on Thursday, October 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern. All you have to do is register yourself at jenhempill.com forward slash reina social. That's com forward slash reina social. I appreciate you telling us that this was an eight-year journey. And like you said, there's a lot of I don't want to call it buzz, but there's a lot of people just hyping it up, the overnight success. And even though you exploded and it could be considered an overnight success, you're very clear, well, this started (laughs) a while back. So I appreciate that. Now with the blog, because you started the blog, you mentioned it was a creative outlet for you. So that was eight years ago. And did you try other things? Because I'm assuming you were just trying things and seeing what worked, what you liked and all that. And how did that lead eventually to a podcast in personal finance?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think a lot of people are not comfortable sharing their quote unquote failures as a business owner or, or attempting to start a business. And I'm super transparent about this stuff. So like once I started blogging, I just became obsessed with this idea of like making money online for like creating content. So I thought I was going to not only have a food blog, I was going to have a travel blog. That was a flop because like I didn't have any money. So like, where am I going to be traveling with no money? Um, <laughs> I wanted to have a drop shipping store at one point because that was something that was super popular. I did it. And then like the only person who bought stuff from me was my mom. So I'm like, okay, that's not going to be my ticket out. And then just like the ideas that would continuously pop in my head and just like wanting to understand how money works and entrepreneurship and just like reading and podcasts and all these things, it kept drawing me to learning about personal finance. And then I started finding out about financial independence around 2017 through podcasts. And that is sort of the bug that bit me in order to start financial literacy podcast, especially around like business and financial investing, because I didn't hear other people talking about this stuff in the Latinx community. Right. And so I was getting a lot of this information from white men, frankly, like that's who was talking about this stuff on podcasts. And I just really felt compelled to add to the narrative and give my perspective and kind of how I was pursuing this and why I feel like it's something that women of color should also do. And so that's kind of what inspired me to start the podcast.
0: Love it. Now you teach about side hustles, right? That's something that you're doing. And I think you do a great job at. And now more than ever, people are needing to make that extra money because you and I know, and you listening know that you can only cut so much. And yes, I'm a fan of like looking at and seeing what money that's just sneaking out and you don't, and you can cut some subscriptions or whatever, but that's just not going to do it. We're, we're an age that if our income is not sufficient that we need to make more money. And so there's more opportunities now. We've got I know there's a specific term but it just doesn't come to me. There's the Uber the gig economy. The gig economy. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm curious when you teach and and there's different forms so, you know when you search and when you google what are some side hustles or what are some ways to make some extra money? Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. honey. It goes from taking dogs on a walk to start a blog to photography, tutoring, things of that sort. So my question is, because starting a blog is not going to give immediate money. So what do you recommend for people to look for in a side hustle?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And my blog was not profitable for two years. So I just want people to know that up front, like in order to be where I am, where my blog now consistently earns five figures a month. That's because the blog has existed for eight years, it takes anywhere from five years or more to get to that place. And that's, Assuming you show up consistently, assuming you have identified your niche, assuming you're doing best practices when it comes to search engine optimization, all that stuff. Blogging is definitely not like a get rich quick scheme at all. It's very much a labor of love, very much like podcasting, right? (laughs) We never know what this is going to turn into until, you know, it kind of happens. But I'm not one who like just teaches people how to go into the gig economy because that's very much download an app sign up for an account and you can get on your way delivering groceries or driving Uber or walking dogs. I teach people how to identify their passions and then figure out a way to monetize them. And I feel like so many people think that they don't have any skills that they could monetize, but they're so, so mistaken. I can't tell you the amount of people that are like, oh, well, I'm not good at anything or I don't like anything. And it's like, okay, hold on. We all have some sort of skill that somebody's paying us for, and typically that person is our employer. So if you're good at something at work, you could be good at something too in a business setting and use those skills to create some sort of business. So let's say you're like super good at organizing, you're super good at putting together detailed schedules, or you're great at writing emails, or you can multitask, right? That's something you can think about maybe turning into a virtual assistant business. If you're very much on top of scheduling and able to do a bunch of things at once, that's a very useful skill. And that's a skill that a lot of business owners like myself are looking for. Let's say that you have a passion for a specific topic. Maybe you want to teach people about investing or how to make sourdough bread. I don't know how to create really cool knitted things that you can sell on Etsy. All of these things are things that people want to learn too, right? And so you can turn your passion for something into some sort of education-based business, whether that's through digital course, that can be through online workshops, that can be through in-person workshops. There really are no limits when it comes to monetizing your skills, because now with the power of the internet, you have access to, I don't know, seven, eight billion people in the world. And so the thing that I tell people is like if you're thinking about starting a side hustle, make sure it's something that you're passionate about and something that you're good at. I think that's the secret sauce because you can be good at something, but if you hate doing it, it's not going to really be something you want to do. And that's kind of where I think most people should start. And maybe you don't know what you're passionate about. Sometimes it helps to write a list down of things that you enjoy to do. Sometimes seeing it, maybe you need a third party perspective, maybe ask your friends or family what do you the guys think I'm good at? Like, what do you associate with me as far as like what I'm talented at? Because sometimes we tend to undervalue our own skills and we tend to overvalue other people's opinions. Sometimes you just need that perspective.
0: Right. And what have you seen with the students that you have taught? What have been like the most common side hustles and what have been the most unique side hustles? What have you seen?
1: Yeah. So I tend to work with service-based business owners or people who want to start a service-based business. So I'm talking about like coaches, consultants, bloggers, therapists, anybody who is trying to serve, whether that is through some sort of skill that you have. A lot of people that come to me want to start some sort of coaching business. Some of my students have started teaching people how to have boundaries, right? Like a boundaries coach, that's a thing. Or a grief counselor, a grief coach, Mm -hmm. somebody that can help someone process a loss. I've worked with people who want to start food blogs. And I've also worked with people who want to do like consulting, right? Like maybe you don't want to teach somebody how to do something, maybe you're just really good at something. And you want to help take that off of someone else's plate. And so that's something that you can do as a consultant. I'm taking a quick
0: second to interrupt your listening to remind you, this show relies on your support to continue to grow. If you get a ton of value, it would mean everything if you can hit the follow button on wherever you listen to, share with a friend, and give us a quick and honest review. Gracias y te mando muchos abrazos. I know you said that you work with service based business, but if someone is looking to make money like yesterday, and of course, with coaching and those that's not necessarily going to get depending, right, (laughs) depending on your audience, depending on so many factors. But what is if someone is looking for to make money like yesterday, what kind of side hustles would you recommend?
1: Yeah, so while you're building a more sustainable business, it's okay to use the gig economy to make money. If that looks like driving Uber or delivering groceries or, you know, any of the number of different, you know, even Airbnb, that could be a side hustle for you. If you have an extra room in your house and you want to just make some extra money, especially now everybody's looking at how they can use the things that they own to make a little bit of extra money. There are ways for you to rent out your car. There are opportunities for you to sell things in your house, right? You can just have a let's get rid of all the crap in my house that I don't need day and make a pile of stuff and put it on websites like Poshmark or ThreadUp or things like that. So, there's always ways to make quick buck, especially with the internet. But when it comes to building a business, it's more passion based. So that's going to take some time and you know, I always believe like if you have a nine to five, this is the perfect time for you to start thinking about building that exit strategy through your side hustle, right? Because you have steady income now and you have the opportunity to allocate some of your paycheck to your future business. And that's what I started doing, right? So I always called my nine to five was my angel investor. That is what was going to fund all of my little passion projects and allow me to pursue these things without the pressure of having to make them profitable right away, because I was still going to have the paycheck.
0: Right. I love that. In terms of the gig economy, something that I discovered, it might have existed for a while now, but related to Airbnb, there's peer space, which is if so if you have a spot for like, gatherings, There's, I think, actually, and the reason I know this is we're getting ready to celebrate my husband. So I was like, "Hmm, should I have people at my house or should I find a place? And so in looking on that, I stumbled into this. And again, it could have existed as long as Airbnb, and I'm just now finding out about it. And there was one place, a beautiful place. I think it's just the backside of her home because it was a pool and was just. So getting creative like that, I find it. Amazing. Yeah. So in terms of the other thing that I I wanted to ask you, so we've talked about side hustles, and, and I've already mentioned that you've also have experienced really phenomenal growth. And you also have been so very transparent. You post, for example, this is how much I made, or this is how much I invested. My question to you is, And you've always been about transparency. Why did you decide to share that? And is this something that you foresee yourself continue doing? And the reason why I ask is I was hearing, I think it was some podcast, another business owner, a super, I think she's in the multi-million dollars where I think she used to share some of those figures, but she also mentioned that she stopped Or she will only share up to so much because of some, I don't know, security. So I'm just curious in what your thoughts are.
1: Yeah. So for me at this moment, it's important to be transparent because part of why I share what I'm doing and I share the numbers is because I want to normalize this idea that Latinas and women of color can create six-figure businesses, right? And so the statistics will tell you that less than 10% of women-owned businesses earn over $100,000 in income a year. So just the fact that I've been able to do that, I want to normalize that, yes, like it's possible. And here's a living example of it, right, versus just some data that you can read in a report. And, you know, I think it just opens up the conversation around like our potential, right? If we don't see what is possible, if we don't see representation in these spaces of like what an investor can look like, what a business owner can look like, we're going to feel like it's not for us. And I felt like that for the longest time, right. And so the level of transparency that I have right now, I intend to continue to maintain. Obviously, if it ever gets to a point where I feel like, you know, I'm putting my personal safety at risk by sharing too much information, then I'll have to take a step back. But, you know, I live in Florida and, you know, gun ownership is really popular out here. So, you know, personal safety. It's pretty easy to, to navigate here. I think there was a hint. That was like, you know, uh, you know,
0: just in case. She may or may not own a gun. May Who or may knows? not. We don't know. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. I mean, one of the things that I also, besides your humor and just, just you being very blunt, you're just not afraid to tell it how it is. Another thing is that you're also, like you mentioned, you're here, and one of the reasons why I do what I do is to just make it okay to talk money, and like you mentioned, normalize the conversation, normalize seeing other women, Latina women, or making the money that they want to make. And what have you seen? Because, on whether on. Instagram or or social, what have been like some of the most memorable comments or maybe feedback or something that someone just private messaged you that really just kind of hit home like, oh, you know, wanted to make you cry because of what you're doing?
1: Yeah. Well, I think besides all of the love and support that I get from my followers and You know, I get so many messages from people that are just like, thank you for giving me permission to like talk about money. You have inspired me to look at my finances differently. You've inspired me to open investing accounts or start that side hustle that I've been marinating on forever. That is like so rewarding. But I think the most rewarding thing is the fact that at 60 years old, my parents both have opened Roth IRAs because of the discussions that I've been having with them about this. So that for me, If that's the only thing that ever came out of this, it would have been worth it. And I can only
0: imagine that they have. And your husband, too, as well. I just can't even imagine. Well, Janice, thank you so much for being with us. For this conversation, because if I start asking more questions, I'm going to have you probably here another hour. So I'm like, Let me, should I ask one more? Or? We'll have to do so this. I'm just again. going to. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so keep doing what you're doing, keep being the example, because I've told you, I'm sure, multiple times that we need you. So thank you so much. Muchas gracias. Thank you Un abrazo so much. Fuerte. My hopes for today's episode is that you not only enjoy the conversation with Jenny's because she's awesome, but that you have been inspired to start your own side hustle. As I mentioned earlier, Cutting expenses will help your finances, but it's not enough, especially in today's world where things are expensive and you need a side hustle. You need to find a way to bring in more income, especially if you're trying to get out of debt, especially if you're trying to invest more, especially if you're just really trying to change and transform your financial life. So please go and connect with Janice over at com. She is amazing, as you heard her, and definitely connect with her. Now let's move on to the Reina of the Week. And today's Reina of the Week is Cassandra. She shared with us recently... About a money win that she had, which was paying her vacation with cash, not on a credit card, not, you know, putting on a credit card and paying it later, taking years to pay later, but literally paying her vacation with cash, which is huge, which is huge. I love it. Congratulations, Cassandra. I also wanted to remind you that I can answer your questions on this podcast. I know you have questions. Don't be shy. And heck, who knows? Whatever the question you may have maybe a full episode. And I can create a full episode about it depending on the questions. So don't be shy. Ask me your questions. And you can do that by going to jenhemphill.com forward slash ask Jen. It is simple as leaving me an audio message, or if you prefer, you can send me an email. Next week on the podcast, we start a new month. It is October already. Oh my goodness, it's nearing the end of the year. And the first episode of the month, as always, it means it's just me and you. Tú y yo, nadie más. And even though we are still celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month, we also need to discuss domestic violence. And October, believe it or not, is... Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So I'll be discussing this and its presence in our community. Bueno, pues, that is everything. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune in to the show. You can check out the show notes at jenhemphill.com forward slash 281. Remember, we have timestamps. There's a specific part that you want to listen to. Again, go look at the timestamps and click on that from the show notes, it'll take you to that specific part of the episode. So that way you're not searching and searching. It's a time saver, believe me. Remember, being the reina of your money starts now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Ciao.